Today's episode will revolutionize your mornings and transform your life. With my amazing guest, Gail Root, we will delve into three key points that will empower you to awaken to the kingdom life God has planned for you. So grab a pen and paper if you're ready to uncover strategies and insight that will help you align your mornings with God's purpose and experience His transformative power throughout your day. Hi, I'm Reina, Christian Money Mindset and Fun Money Habit Coach, and welcome to the Fun Money Habit Podcast. You will not be able to steward money wisely, earn without fear, and go to the next level financially if you believe that money is evil and being wealthy is bad. Let's talk about money from a biblical perspective and learn what the Bible says about it so you can reach your personal finance goal while keeping your heart on Jesus. If you are a Christian female entrepreneur who wants to seek God's first, earn more without fear, leave that tree, build up your saving and make an impact, you are in the right place. It's time to uncover the limiting belief and the self-sabotaging habit that are keeping you stuck financially and let God heal your relationship with money. So grab your Bible, a pen and paper, and let's do this. I feel so blessed to have Gail on the podcast today. Gail Ruth is a wife, mother of three amazing sons, lifelong entrepreneur, love of travel, adventure, and all things kingdom. After years leading teams in both direct sales and network marketing, God called Gail to retire so that she can focus exclusively on coaching his daughter to partner with him and build on kingdom values. Welcome, Gail. How are you? Raina, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be with you. I wish I was really with you in New Zealand. <laughs> I know. I wish that too. So, Gail, how amazing. You've just published a book and you are going to dwell into three amazing points with us. But before we do that, can you please tell us the backstory and what brought you to write this? Of course. So, um, well, as the little intro said, I was a lifelong entrepreneur. I really think since probably Girl Scouts and lemonade stands, you know, and I actually grew up in a direct sales family, watching my father um, champion women, um, women who worked from home. They had families. And I, I, I longed for that kind of freedom to be able to be that homemaker, but also have a business and have the freedom to do that. So, you know, um, my boys were little and I was um, growing up a direct sales business, but I was striving. I was hustling and I was um, filled with like, I wanted to please the Lord. I was a believer. I went to church. I went to Bible study. You know, I, I read God's word, not faithfully every day, but I read God's word. I read devotionals and um, I wanted to please him. I wanted to be a good mother. I wanted to be a good wife. I wanted to be good at business. Right. Um, but what I didn't understand was that I was focused on me, me. Am I being a good mother? Am I being a good wife? Am I going to church? Am I check, check, check. And I was addicted to busy. And I was, had this like measuring stick that I was trying to, you know, compare myself by. And I had no idea, Raina, that I was, my eyes weren't on Jesus at all. My eyes were on me. And I was that, that addictive. So the more busy I became trying to prove that I was worthy, trying to prove that I was the good mother, the good wife, the good everything. And it was, um, I had a lot of anxiety. 
And some, because of that, I started taking medication. I had been on medication for about 10 years. Um, that was starting to cause health problems. And I just really cried out to the Lord. I, I just kind of got to like, just fell to my knees and was like, okay, I need, I need help here. And you know how, how God does, he brings provision. Um, he answers the call. He hears our cry, but it wasn't a direct, immediate white light and everything was better. Um, but he directed me to some, some six steps to practice in the morning. And they were, um, they were faith filled, but they weren't about Jesus. They weren't about God. They were, I would say sort of secular, which was mm. fine. I was learning a lot and I was focused on God, but about six months into it, God was like, now I want you to make them all about me. I want you to make these steps about building your life on my values and keeping your eyes on me. And so I honestly was practicing them for two years before COVID and someone challenged me to share them with other Christian women. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was the thought of sharing something so private and intimate um, was just really scary. And so, um, but then I realized I, you know, I was listening to the Lord every morning and he was like, uh, excuse me, excuse me. This isn't about you, Gail. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So I, it took a lot of courage, Raina. Yeah. It took a lot of courage. I reached out to about a hundred Christian women that I knew and um, just said, listen, God encouraged me to share these six steps that I've been practicing. So fast forward, I taught those for a couple of years. And then in the process of teaching those, the steps to women over and over and over again, people are like, you, you need to write this down. We need this in a book. You know, and again, I was like, um, no, <laughs> you know, but I'm not doing that, but God had other plans. And so just all of these steps of obedience, um, and it has just been an absolutely amazing awakening to be a believer and to really be in many ways, spiritually in the dark. Mm. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it. And so to describe the past few years of my life, it's like, I've just had this awakening and I call it like a kingdom awakening. I went from kind of Christian rules to kingdom focused on Jesus and loving the Lord and focused on him. This is beautiful. Yes, I totally see. There's such a difference between the Christian life and the kingdom life. Amen. When we do things and we want to be a good Christian, like you say, it's all about us. As, 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 am I being a good wife? And like I was telling you before, I like ticking boxes. So we can easily fall into that pattern. But when we refocus our eyes, our heart to, hold on a minute, Jesus is the key. He's the most important. What does he want me to do in my life, in my business, in my finance? Then everything else change. And it does require obedience and a lot and lot of courage because God has a way to make us grow that is often way outside our comfort zone <laughs> exactly it's so true but why does he do that it's because he knows that he wants us to do it with his strengths yeah. not our strengths which is what we often do so that's why when we step into obedience 
the blessing it's for us for the growth that we will experience but also for the people that you're actually serving because of your courage it's just a ripple effect that i think is beautiful so how do we step into the fullness of god blessing and master our morning as christian female entrepreneurs let's dwell into those three amazing points absolutely so the first point is what is that practical guidance to awakening to the kingdom life so i think the first thing really is there's got to be a hunger. There's got to be a hunger for a sense of personal revival that you long to become closer to the Lord and you're willing to get up in the morning, perhaps an hour earlier. And I know some people are like, what? No, I'm just telling you that if you are willing to just try this, uh, you will be amazed within one week you will be amazed. If I could tell you all of the people who reach out to me and say, Gail, I cannot believe what's happening in my life in just a few days. Because when you, when we say, Lord, I want to hear you, I'm going to make space. I'm going to sit and be quiet and make space for you. Guess what? He shows up. He shows up. So the first, there are six steps in the book. The book is very short. It's a how-to book. It's filled with testimonials of other people. So you're not just taking my word for it, but you're hearing other people's stories. It's filled with frequently asked questions. It's filled with all the things. It's filled to how do you prepare? Are you ready? Are you willing? Like those are all chapters in the book, you know, getting you prepared and ready. Um, the steps are a small part of it. It's the practicing. So really what happened for me, Raina, was when I cried out to the Lord and was like, okay, I'm willing, I'm willing. And then I heard this, um, Gail, I've already told you what to do, but you're not doing it. And I knew right away if the Lord is saying to me, I've already told you what to do. Well, that means in his word, right? So right away, I, I in my mind, I go to his word. And what does he tell told me to do? Seek him first. And I had this like awakening that he meant literally, literally every morning. What does he tell us? Every morning, we have a brand new day with the Lord, right? Every morning, his mercies are new. And so he wants our eyes on him first. That means I put down this little gadget. Yeah, I, I do not pick it. I can't go. There is that pull. It is a strong pull to the phone, to the email, to the text. What came in in the night? What notifications are there? Oh, I must answer the emails. I must answer the text. It's like, no, it's, it's saying no. He's first. He gets my silence. He gets my surrender. I listen. So that's that first step is listening to him. And that's that awakening to that willingness to say, I believe that God knows he has the most amazing life plan for me. And if I will just make space to hear him, he will lead me on the path and give me the courage to walk it out. Yes. And James 4, 8, you know, that beautiful prayer say, come close to God and God will come close to you. It's not a maybe. It's he will come close to you. Exactly. It is a promise. So this is exactly right. And prioritizing him and your time of silence with him is going to transform your mindset, your focus for the day. And you're going to operate from a resting place instead of a reacting panicking there's a new message a new email it will totally transform how you operate throughout the day and i love what you say 
Well, a hundred percent before I even got my feet on the floor in the morning, my mind was racing. It was racing with what do I have to do today? What time do I have to be there? Am I going to be late for that? Oh, I might be late for that. Oh my gosh. Uh, why did I book those two appointments? So to get, oh, I'm going to forget racing. There was no space to hear his voice. And then I would cry out in the quiet depth of my heart. Why am I not hearing you, Lord? Why are you not speaking to me? Why do you speak to others, but you don't speak to me? And it's like, because you can't hear me. So that first step is that silence and surrender. It's it's saying, God, I think that I know what's best today. I think I know what my agenda is today. I even think I know what scripture to read. I even think I know what devotional to read, but you know what, Lord? I'm laying all of it at your feet, all of it at your feet. And I'm going to listen. And even if I don't hear you, I know that you are speaking. When you speak, through whom you speak, through where you speak, that is all in your hands. I know you're speaking. Thank you for saying that because often I hear my clients say, I spent time with God, but I haven't heard him in that moment. And that sometimes I wish I could just hear him the way you're speaking to me right now. And like, Reina, you got to do this today. Yes. But yes, it's not like this, yes. but it doesn't mean that God is not listening because he is and or that he's not speaking because he will, but it come in different yes. packages. And often I say, let go of the outcome. Let go of how you think God will answer your prayer. Be open to the unexpected because he will answer exactly. on his own timing. Exactly. What I often tell, you know, clients or, you know, just friends that I've met that are reading, they'll get that like, well, Gail, the issue is trust. Mm -hmm. Issue is about trust. <clears throat> when we say, I don't think I hear him. I don't know if I'm hearing him. Here's the deal. What we do is we say, I believe in your word. Your word says you're speaking. So as we are obedient every morning to seeking him first, we trust he is speaking. And so as you continue to practice, you're like, oh, oh, I just heard him speak to me through my husband. Oh, I just heard him speak to me through my client. Oh, I just heard him speak to me through this devotional. I just heard him speak to me in that sunrise. I just heard. So as your trust grows and it only grows from your obedience to sitting with him and making the space, it's kind of like if we say to a friend, yeah, okay, I want to meet you for coffee and I want to hear what you have to say, but you're, we're, we're talking the whole time. And they're like, well, I thought you wanted to hear what I had to say, you know? And then it's like, yeah, but that didn't hurt. My conversation with her didn't really help me. So I'm not going to do that anymore. It's like, well, okay, you need to do it regularly and you need to listen, Gail. Mm. You need to listen. Yes, absolutely. You got to listen and surrender it all to, to God. So what will be the point number two? How do we experience God in a way we never dreamed possible? Yeah. So um, in step two, we go to scripture. Well, wait, in point two right now yes. in, your, in, this, in this podcast, point two is experiencing God in ways we never knew possible. So where does that come from? From listening. And then we move into his word. Yes. And then we move into step three, which is vision. It's But it's asking God what his vision is. Mm. So for example, I have a friend who, you know, she said, I asked God what I was, she was having a little tiff with her husband. Mm. And she said, I asked God that morning in my third step, I said, what is your version, God, of me as, as a wife in this situation? And she just felt this bursting of love. She felt burst of compassion. She felt a burst of forgiveness. She felt a burst of love. The love she had for her husband 
years ago and it was like everything felt rekindled. And I'm not saying that every morning, every step is this dramatic, but it can be. Mm-hmm. And and God will bring you those those that willingness to forgive, have compassion, have understanding, empathy, that moments before you were angry and resentful. And so we ask him, what's, what's that best version of me in my finance? Yes. What's that best version of me stewarding my body? And so we ask him and we believe, we know his character. And so we believe he will reveal to you, what would I look like if I was walking as a daughter of the king? stewarding my body. What would that look like? We start to experience him in a much deeper way. And then we go on to read and journal. And as we journal, we go deeper. We start asking him. We cry out to him maybe in our journal. We ask him questions in our journal, but it's this intimate connection, this intimate experience. And it all comes from that first moment of humility to say, I will seek you first this morning and I will stop. I will shut everything else out your voice i will listen amen that's beautiful dreaming with god asking him his vision for your life this is the first step inside my vip financial method because i don't want you to chase after money i want you to chase after the plan that god has for you as a steward of his money for his glory and it's a totally different perspective you're asking him who do you actually want me to be not what i want your will be done in my life. What does it look like? How can I operate as Jesus would in this situation, in this scenario? And letting go of the expectation of what we think we should be or do because of the world perspective, or you and holding on to your anger or your frustration. And this is not how God's operate at all. He has compassion and he loves. And when you start to, to step back and let God lead the way, we will operate in sometimes ways that will be also surprising to you. Oh, very, very surprising. And, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up about your program with the visualizing and, and financing and wanting God's plan, because so much of my journey as an entrepreneur, like God is, he's challenging me. I mean, his way. So my old thinking, Raina, Mm. was I would say things like, I just, I can't just, I'm just not good at math. I just don't put, I'm I'm just not a good bookkeeper. I I, I know I should know what my income and expenses are every month and and have a profit statement and profit and loss statement. But I just, you know, I'm just too busy. And through this journey that I've been on with the Lord, he's like, um, Gail, you you want to steward well what I've given you. Yep. Money is a gift from my hand. Mm-hmm. Steward it well. So it's like I felt this like new sense of like courage. I wanted to honor him because now my focus is on him, not on me. Mm-hmm. And he's calling me to become more, to transform. And so now it's like I'm thinking. I just did financial projections. I'm like thinking like a businesswoman, even like breaking off some of the entrepreneurial mindsets that I've had, like, oh, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and I'm just going to, you know, and it's like, no, no, I'm a kingdom businesswoman. I'm going to steward this well. I can step into a whole new level because he's guiding me. He's giving me the courage and the provision and the resources. So it's very exciting. I know. It's beautiful. When you look at your finance from his way and you let go of the shame or the guilt that may come with your past money mistake, which we all have done. And that's okay. God doesn't look at it the way you see it. 
there's a different way to approach your finance. And like Gail is saying, understanding your number is key to be able to take the wise decision in your business, to be a good steward. And also the misconception that I just need enough. That's not the kingdom way. He wants you to be a blessing. So you need to, to know how to use your finance so you have more than enough so that you can bless even more people. But you can't do that if you have no idea what's going on in your finance in the first place. You know, Raina, this is, and I know you teach this too, but this is probably one of those most shocking moments for some of my clients when they hear me say, you know, when they tell me something and I say it in a group so that no one feels like I'm picking on them, but I'll say, listen, guys, clients will tell me, I feel, I just want enough to pay my bills as if that's like a worthy goal. They don't want excess. They don't want grandiosity. They just want enough to pay their bills. And I say, do you know how selfish that is? Do you know how selfish it is to say, I only want enough to pay my bills? It means you will have no overflow. You won't be able to give to the soup kitchen. You won't be able to give to the widow next door. You will have nothing else and you will only have enough. What if God wants to give you more? And you're saying, no, 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 no. I can't handle more, right? When he speaks his truth into you, when you make space, it's amazing. He, he changes your life. I know he does. He, he's just an amazing father and he really want to teach us and show us the way and how we can love him first, but then love others. And it can also be happening through your finance because money is a tool and it will only amplify how you feel about it in this current moment. If you think is being rich is bad or having wealth is not being a good Christian, then you're never going to be able to get to the next level because your mindset is going to stop you from the provision that God could put in your hand for his glory. Again, what Gail is talking about from the very beginning is not about you. Right. It's about God and you as a vessel to do what he wants you to do in your life. But for his glory, it's always come back to what is God's will for my finance, what is God's will for my marriage or for everything in our life. It's something we need to refocus and we need to be intentional about this yes. because we are often easily focused on ourselves. Yeah. This is my goals. This is what I want, but this is not the way of the kingdom. So we need to reframe that. Yeah. You know, in, in this morning time, I learned a new depth of his love for me. And from that I discovered that I was really afraid of what his will would be. What I was afraid of what his will was going to be in my finances. I was afraid of what his will might be in my in my business. What if his will wasn't what I wanted it to be? So I wouldn't pursue. Mm -hmm. And I would say separated. And when I when I because of making that time to seek the priority is seeking him first and making that time to hear his voice. I started to trust in his love in a way I'd never had before, in a depth I'd never had. So then I understood his will is always way better than anything <laughs> I could come up with on my own. And so once I realized that, there was a hunger for his will, a longing for his will, because I trusted it was always going to be better. Even when circumstances maybe didn't look like it at the time, mm -hmm. I, I would say, but I know even though the circumstances look like this, what you have for me is better. I just have to trust you and keep my eyes on you. Yes, not our timing, but God's timing. And keep being faithful in every situation and also praise the Lord and being grateful for what he already has done 
doing and will do because this is how God is. He's so generous. So yeah, this is so important. And as an entrepreneur, Gail, we want to reach a certain level of income and we want to get to the next level. So how do we not fall into that striving behavior that we can often fall into? Yeah, I know for me, um, we're really that kind of takes us to that third point. And that's the world tells us that in order to get to that next level, mm-hmm. in order to have success, that we have to rush, yes. we have to worry, we have to work hard. And that's not that's not what the kingdom says at all. That's no. not what Jesus says at all. And actually, I love this one. I used to be afraid of wine success. I was ashamed of it. I thought it was worldly Mm -hmm. until I discovered if we look at the relationship that Jesus had with the disciples, the disciples all wanted to be great. And what I love about that is that's because they were near him. They were close to him. So they had a longing to go be great, to go be disciples, to go fulfill the commission, right? And so um, he's the one who put that desire in them to be great, but he told them, how? Because it can trip us up. Mm-hmm. Just like money can trip us up. Just like work can trip us up. So when we te- the closer we are to him, we see in this example of success, he says, I'll tell you how to be, to be great, sir. Mm-hmm. So he tells the disciples to be the servant, to be the servant leader. And so now if you are out serving and wanting to be the servant leader, you are going to achieve success and multiply. There's nothing to be ashamed of wanting to have success for the Lord. All we have to do is stay close to him. When we stay close to him, we're working from a place of trust, which means we're working from a place of rest. Mm. I can honestly tell you, I've never been more efficient and effective in my business than I am at this stage of my life. It's because I'm more focused. I'm more clear on what he wants me to do. Every morning, I'm like, what are the most important things you want me to work on, Lord? And often they're the scariest. (laughs) I need the most courage for and and the things I don't want, like writing the book, like starting a podcast. Those were things I was, I was scared to do, but he, he calls me, says, I'm going to give you the courage. I'm going to give you the provision, but I want your yes, Gail. I want your yes. I love what you're saying. And it brings me back to what you said at the very beginning, when God told you, I already told you what to do, but you were not listening. And I felt like, yes, God, you told me to do the podcast, but I was so scared that I waited so long to do it. And now that I'm doing it, it's still scary to come up with a new episode and to do the things, but I trust that he will bring the right um, guests on the show, that he will give me the inspiration to write what he wants me to say to, again, serve his daughter to be a blessing for others and that's what the podcast is about i will say like you when i stopped listening to the world Mm -hmm. and just listen to okay this is what god wants me to be Mm -hmm. and wants me to do i let go of that pressure that i often put on myself yes which totally paralyzed me to do what he wanted me to do because my mind was too distracted by the shoe then then now it's all about all right it's not about me. What do you want me to do? Open my eyes, open my heart yeah. to the next step. Yes. Show me the way. I'm just following. And, you know, for anyone listening, I think sometimes when, because I listen to a lot of, you know, I read a lot of Christian authors and I listen to a lot of Christian podcasts. And, you know, sometimes, you know, they're always sharing 
usually, you know, how they've overcome, you know? And so it all sounds rosy and I'm sitting there going like, well, I haven't gotten there yet, you know? And so if anyone's feeling that way, what I want you to know is fear still knocks at my door. Doubt, Mm -hmm. doubt still knocks at my door. I am very human. As a matter of fact, I think sometimes the closer I get to Jesus, the more aware of how frail I am. But my point is those things still knock at the door. And they might even, I might even open the door and peek out. But today, because of my morning practice and sitting at his feet and making space for him and allowing him to speak, being in his word every day, I close the door. I, what I used to do was invite them in, come sit at the kitchen table with me, have a cup of coffee with me this morning. And just, I would entertain worry doubt, fear, discouragement. I'm not enough. I can't. What was I thinking? They were all sitting at my kitchen table having coffee with me every morning. Obviously using this as a little bit of an analogy, but now I just don't want anyone listening to think that, oh, they never knock anymore. I have no strongholds. I'm in perfect peace and and with, with the Lord every day. I know perfect peace today, but I don't live in perfect peace, but I can choose at any time to get my eyes back on him. And there is a power in that willingness to to turn my eyes, to close that door on the fear. In that willingness, God shows up. His power shows up. His provision shows up. He delights in our smallest beginnings, Zechariah 4. And yeah, I just wanted to encourage anyone listening that might be feeling that way. So yes, we are a working progress. Don't lose hope. Like I was talking to my clients this morning, please, you may think should be different. This is your thought, only focusing on the negative. Yes. There were so many steps that you have taken out of courage, out of obedience, that you are not celebrating because you're only focusing on what you haven't got or what you didn't do well. But please reframe that. Go back to all the steps that you've taken in faith. Yes. Celebrate those little wins and just keep moving looking at the Lord and focus our mind and our eyes on Jesus so that he can, and he promised in his word again, he can give us peace. And you can experience peace and joy in every situation that you're in when you refocus your mind, your heart, and your eyes on Jesus. That's a promise that you can hold on to very tightly because it's true and he will fulfill that each time you ask and each time you refocus your mind on him. Beautiful. So Gail, you wrote that amazing book, which is called Master Your Morning and Change Everything. And also you have kindly shared with us an amazing masterclass, which I'm going to put in the description as well. So be sure to check it out. So Gail, do you have any last word for us today? The masterclass is free. Obviously the book you would purchase on Amazon, but the masterclass is free. It's um, the, the link is there. And there were over 500 Christian businesswomen registered for that. Um, it's about two hours. It's a video, so you can press and stop. But it really is just tells the story a little bit more about the book. So it's a nice free resource for you. And there's also, um, well, you'll find more resources in there when you go to that but i just wanted to let them know that that was free thank you thank you very much and those three steps that we talked about was one practicing guidance to awaken the kingdom life god has planned for you the the second point that you talked about was experience god in ways you never dream possible and the last point which is so important is give up the rush the worry the doubt and the fear of the world but instead wake up to god's love and his plans for your life 
And you can experience all of this by just seeking him first each and every morning before you grab your phone or before you start your to-do list. Make him a priority. So thank you again, Gail, for being here with me. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me, Reina. Not a problem. You take care and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.